0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I'm your host, Christopher. Today's episode will be taking a look at Alien 3. Yes, the third entry in the Alien series. Also the most, I guess you could say controversial one, as this has split many fans down the middle of some people thinking this is an okay movie, others hating it, and the director absolutely despising this film. So, let's take a look and see if it's as good or as bad as some people say let's get into the review shall we from 1992 was directed by David Fincher. After the events of Aliens, Ripley, Newt, Hicks and Bishop crash land on Fury 161, a maximum security prison planet full of murderers and rapists, Ripley being the only survivor of the landing. Newt, Hicks and Bishop are killed. Newt drowns in her sleeping pod. Hicks gets a pull through the chest and Bishop just kind of shuts off, really. They don't say what happens to him throughout the crash. Anyways, of course somehow a Xenomorph ends up on the planet as well, so it's up to Ripley to once again fight the alien. Although this time around there's a time crunch, the corporation that Ripley works for knows about the landing and what caused it being the alien. As well, Ripley is infected with a queen chestburster. Yeah, the stakes are a little bit upped this time around. First, what I want to say about this movie is it is depressing. Extremely depressing. The first half of the film deals with Alien, Con- or Ripley, sorry, kind of mourning the loss of Newt and Hicks. Also, it shows Ripley having to cut Newt's body open because she sees signs of a facehugger on board the ship. So then, yes, we have to watch Newt get cut open, so that's Really depressing. And then it goes, it shows the funeral, actually. And there's this sad music playing over. We see two bodies fall into this lava pit. But while that's going on, it also cuts back to watching a dog die. Because this time around, the Xenomorph isn't born from a human. It actually is born from a dog. So while you get this, you know, sad scene enough as it is of these, you know, two characters we really got attached to in the last film... Finally take the Great Plunge, we also watch a dog explode. Because, you know, if you know anything about aliens from the last two movies, a chestburster isn't really, you know, the politest way to go. So yes, we have to watch a dog blow up. The other and I have to say, knowing that Ripley is going to die as well as the overall depressing move, because it's not a win, it's there's a no-win situation with this. Sure, they can get rid of the alien and keep it out of the corporation, but she's going to die regardless. So, I mean, I guess it's a win for her, but it's not really a win for us. It's just sad seeing this character we've got attached to over three movies die. But in the same way, it's kind of poetic that she's giving birth to a queen, which is... Uh, anyways, the other thing I want to talk about with this film, besides the depressing feel, is that there are really some odd religious tones with it as well. All the, there's some scenery of uh, crosses everywhere, like out of wreckage. It's, that's really weird. The prisoners themselves all pray and have this really like main one that's kind of like a preacher. And Ripley herself, some of them talk about her being like a messiah to an extent. So it's kind of weird that there's this religious undertone underneath this. Creepy or under this sad movie as well it's it's almost like a prison drama as well dealing with some of the gangs and you know kind of the politics of being in a maximum security prison for these killers who go by a code to a point where they haven't had the temptation of murdering or raping a woman and here Ripley is so that's that's some heavy subject matter there in itself The next thing I want to talk about is this film is kind of boring. Yes, it does take a lot from Alien, and that there is only one xenomorph this time around. <clears throat> and it does have the claustrophobic feeling to a point as well. But where Alien is more interesting, and this is the first time we've seen this life form, this time we know what to expect, so it doesn't really work that well. There are I think at least two scenes that actually scared me, or didn't scare me, but kind of gave me an uneasy feeling, and that is the opening, seeing the facehugger kind of like in a distorted crawling around the spaceship, this gave me a weird feeling, and then later on, they're trying to kill it by dumping hot lead on top of it. And the only way they know how to do this is trying to, like, corral it by shutting doors to kind of cage it in one area to do it. And it's really tense, though, because they're running through it. You know, they're screaming, trying to figure out their way, so they're lost and disoriented, which makes you kind of disoriented, and you're looking through the POV of the alien. So it's just, like, you know that person's going to possibly die. So that was, like, a kind of a neat idea. And it kind of gave you, like, a weird feeling of, I wonder which one of these people are going to die. But then it... I don't know, it kind of overstays its welcome after a few minutes because it goes on for quite a while. The next thing I want to talk about is characters. I don't remember a single character in this film besides Ripley herself. And actually, that's it. I think that's the only character I remember. The entire time you spend on this prison population, every single person is bald, even Ripley. At one point. And I actually got confused at one point. Because she's going. There's a scene where you see somebody's checking through the wreckage. And then it zooms up. And you're like. Is that another random inmate? And it, you forget. Yeah Ripley shaved her head. And it's Ripley right there. It's. That is the only way to describe this movie. Is there's Ripley. And then bald guy. The bald guy she likes. The lead bald guy. And then bald guy with a British accent. And then the bald guy who's an asshole. That's it. It's just every character in this film is bald. Until the very end. And then we get the corporation. But still, it's like too little too late there. So, yes, this film is... You will get confused trying to figure out who's who. At one point when everybody is bald. And I'm not joking either. That's one thing I had a problem with this film. Is I couldn't tell anybody apart. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about really is the special effects. This time around... They're kind of okay. This is the original theatrical release. This is not the assembly cut, which everybody says is way better. So, and the, I guess CG and some of the effects in that film are better than the theatrical release. I will say the Alien looks awful at some points. It looks either, it's either done with CG or with a puppet in front of a screen. And it really stands out and just looks Awful. There are at least two scenes I can count where it looks okay and that is the first time you encounter it when it's full, when it's an adult. And then of course the most iconic scene of this film is when Rape Lee's up against a wall and the alien face is like right next to her and then the little mouth pops out. Those are the only two parts that actually looks good. The rest of it looks, it just looks awful. Also, since it's technically a different you know was born from a different kind of host it also looks brown but i don't know if it's because of the environment because the environment itself has like it's like an industrial mill so it has like this yellowish tinge to it so i don't know if it's that or if the xenomorph itself is actually brown from being birthed from a different you know creature also instead of standing on two legs it's all on fours which you don't really notice so it, you don't really get that feeling of it being a different kind of creature, you know? So I don't think having, making us watch a dog die was worth it for having a different alien type technically when we don't even realize it through the film. It doesn't do anything different. It's just on four legs instead of two, which in the scenes it's there, you only see the front half of it or, it's like a quick cut, you know, from a inmate walking up on this thing to then chasing the person, so you really don't see the full body of the alien. <laughs> That's actually, I almost forgot about this. That's another thing about this film that I hate, or not hate, but this completely baffles me, is there are multiple scenes where they're in like a bright lit area, and the xenomorph is like chomping down on somebody, and the like the inmates will walk up because they're unsure what they see, and they're almost so close that they can like put their hand on this thing before they realize, oh man, it's the alien that we're all you know scared of. So there's quite a few of those scenes, and I can't, I don't know if it was from bad directing in the sense. I mean, I know David Fincher's a good director, but I don't know if because this had movie had a lot of studio interference. If something like that happened, and they thought it was supposed to be further away, and it wasn't. But yeah, there are quite a few of those scenes where they're like right up on this thing before they realize it's different. You know, it's an alien. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Really, the last thing I want to talk about is the ending. The final shot of Ripley falling into the lava pit with the alien queen popping out of her chest almost saves this film. Actually, I jumped ahead. Seeing that and then hearing... The re, uh, recorded message from the first alien where you hear Ripley sign off almost saved this movie. It, it that It's a really powerful scene. Today it looks kind of bad when you watch her fall down. You can tell it's a screen. But still, then you see the alien pop out and she grabs it and holds it while she's diving in. It, It's really something. It, it doesn't bring a tear to your eye, but it makes you feel kind of It makes you feel... You know, sadder than you already did with how this film turned out. If you haven't watched Alien 3, I would say skip this film. I would only recommend it if you're trying to watch Alien, Aliens and then aren't really, I guess, satisfied with the conclusion for Aliens and then go into Alien 3. Other than that, stay away from this film. It's not... Bad, and it's not great; it's just okay. I don't know if the assembly cut itself is better than this film, which I've heard a lot of people say it is, so I might have to I might do a review on that instead and compare the two films. but the theatrical release of Alien Three just skip <sighs> it's sad to say that, but it is. Anyways, with that being said, that is my review for Alien 3. Please meet me in the outro for the fun facts and all that stuff. I'll meet you guys there. With all that being said, that is another episode of Slasher Supreme Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you would like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor, a message on the Facebook page, or a message on Instagram. If you do not follow me on Facebook or Instagram, just look up Slasher Supreme Podcast and you will find me. The movie fun facts for today is that $7 million dollars were spent on sets for Alien 3, but were not used because the script changed so much. The other fun fact is that David Fincher, the director, absolutely despises this film and has disowned it. He wants nothing to do with this film. He hated working on it, and he just hates it simply because of studio interference. So those are the fun facts for today those kind of those are really sad just like this movie but anyways I'm super excited before I go um, my review of Alien and Alien 3 as I know or Alien and Aliens was really lacking I know but Luke has agreed to redo them sort of with me he wanted to talk about Aliens because he loves that film so I'm going to be redoing my Alien and Aliens episode at some point with him so I'm excited for that I'm also excited because I'm fastly approaching on my 20th episode, which will be Army of Darkness, as you guys already know, and Godzilla, King of the Monsters comes out in a few weeks, which I'm also going to talk about, so I'm super excited. i got a lot of stuff coming up. The one thing I'm not excited about is the next episode, simply because everybody is in agreement. This movie sucks. It's going to be Alien Resurrection. At least it's got Brad Dourif in it, and he's crazy, (laughs) just because he's Brad Dourif. But anyways, here's another episode, and I'll see you guys next week.